Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, October 5th, 2018, and on today's report, I will be talking about President Donald Trump's speech to the United Nations General Assembly last week. The General Assembly is the only organ of the United Nations in which all nations have equal status. Each nation gets one vote. The Security Council nations such as the United States, China, Russia, Great Britain and France are largely in the General Assembly for symbolic purposes since the Security Council votes are far more important. President Trump spoke to that body made up of representatives from every nation in the world. In the beginning of his speech, he noted that, quote, in less than two years, my administration has accomplished more than almost any administration in the history of our country. End quote. Most presidents get carried away with themselves from time to time. But as far as the domestic economy goes, I could make a good case for what he said being valid. $10 trillion in wealth added to the economy, 4 million new jobs, unemployment at record lows, consumer confidence up, tax reform, putting more of our labor back into our own pockets, and all evidence that what he said had truth in it. Nevertheless, the members of the General Assembly laughed when he said it. They laughed, not with him, but at him. Those U.N. bureaucrats laughed at the President of the United States. Hollywood comedians took the opportunity to laugh with them. I saw a video where Jimmy Kimmel, that is, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel, said that the whole world laughed together at Donald Trump. When I saw that video, I thought, no, Jimmy, not the whole world, just rich, upper-class, bourgeois leaders like you and the delegates of the General Assembly laughed. You laughed not just at his words, but at him and all of us because you hate us. You hate normal Americans just as desperately as you hate him. I resent the laughter of the General Assembly more than Mr. Trump said he did because I know what that body really is. It's a bunch of nepotistic, half-wit Brothers of dictators from who Polistan countries, whose brothers sent them to New York just to get them out of the way for a while. They're very adept at child slavery, child sex trafficking, child sexual exploitations. They even tolerate and encourage it in their hillhole countries. I could give you a stack of authority three inches thick for that opinion. If you don't believe me, just Google UN child sex slavery or any other such term. He cured their laughter with the rest of his speech, however. And later I read where many delegates said they appreciated his honesty, which I'm quite sure they are unaccustomed to hearing from any speaker, let alone an American president. What, did, what he did was lay out the Trump doctrine for them, which turns out to be a new approach to the world by America to sum up the Trump doctrine in one sentence. I would say it means live your own lives in your own way, under your own terms, as long as you respect our desire to do the same. What he actually said was, quote, we are standing up for our citizens and for peace-loving people everywhere. We believe that when nations respect the rights of their neighbors, defend the interests of their people, they can better work together to secure the blessings of safety, prosperity, and peace each of us here today is the emissary of a distinct culture, a rich history, and a people bound together by ties of memory, tradition, and the values 
that make our homelands like nowhere else on earth. That is why America will always choose independence and cooperation over global governance. And I honor the right of every nation in this room to pursue its own customs, beliefs, and traditions. The United States will not tell you how to live, work, or worship. We only ask that you honor our sovereignty in return." End quote. That is undoubtedly one of the most important paragraphs ever spoken to the General Assembly. We reject global governance is in itself revolutionary because that's something virtually every person in that room has worked his entire life to achieve. They know they cannot achieve global governance without the United States cooperation, and now they know they will not have that cooperation, at least not for a while. Contrast those words with some of the words of George W. Bush from, from 2002, quote, the great struggles of the 20th century between liberty and totalitarianism ended with a decisive victory for the forces of freedom and a single sustainable model for national success, freedom, democracy, and free enterprise. These values are freedom, are right and true for every person in every society, and the duty of protecting these values against their enemies is the common calling of freedom-loving people across the globe and across the ages. End quote. That foreign policy announced by George W. Bush has cost the United States trillions of dollars and thousands of lives. In addition, it is an extremely arrogant way to view the world. In essence, it is saying to the world, you will live the way we want, or we will send people with guns and bombs to kill you. Trump's policy is the opposite of Bush's policy. Typically, the Trump doctrine is a libertarian way to view the world. There is not one way for the whole world that must and will be enforced with armed force by the United States and its vassals instead. It's go your own way with your own culture and history as long as you respect our right to do the same. This is a non-interventionist foreign policy that one could extrapolate out to conclude that the agreement between the Allied powers after World War II, whereby the United States would cover the defense of the Western world in return for having reserve currency status, that agreement is over. His foreign policy is not an isolationist one, however. He had plenty of criticism for those he considers to be bad. He referred to ISIS as a group of, quote, bloodthirsty killers. Iran is, quote, a brutal regime and the world's leading sponsor of terrorism. They sow chaos, death, and destruction and spread mayhem across the Middle East and far beyond, end quote. This is not the language of diplomacy, and it is not the polite. Pablum usually spoken to the General Assembly. It was brutally honest and very refreshing. Many of the delegates thanked him for that honesty. The idea that uplifted me and raised my spirits when I read the transcripts and watched the video was his Ameri uh, explanation of America first. Quote, America will always act in its national interest. We will never surrender America's sovereignty to an unelected, unaccountable global bureaucracy. We are only going to give foreign aid to those who respect us and, frankly, are our friends." End quote. I would have preferred that he say we're not going to give foreign aid to anyone for any reason because it's not constitutional. But his words were nevertheless welcome. The initial laughter at his remarks gave him an opportunity 
for one of his finer moments when he took it in good humor, said he expected he didn't expect it. But it was perfectly all right. Their laughter revealed the hypocrisy in their own empty criticism of Donald Trump. They and others in the media and Hollywood often refer to him as a dictator and a fascist. But the General Assembly doesn't publicly laugh at dictators and fascists. Can you imagine laughter at a few lines in a Vladimir Putin speech? That would be unthinkable. The media, again, was false and misleading in the way they reported the speech. All that was ever talked about was the initial laughter, but the delegates listened to him respectfully after that. They gave him applause at the end. His speech was to me an offer to the world. Be patriotic, support and defend your own cultures. Be proud of them and just allow us to do the same. There was no hatred or disdain for others in this speech. On the contrary, there was only generous appreciation for the cultures of others. To the newspapers, television news, and entertainers, such as Jimmy Kimmel, the General Assembly is the world. The world laughs at Donald Trump, the headline said. But the General Assembly is not the world. It's just a bunch of rich, upper-class, elitist halfwits masquerading as intellectuals who want so desperately to run the entire world and its entire population. They should all be given the bum rush out of this country and told to never come back. In conclusion, good speech, Mr. President. Well said. You gave them what they needed, not what they wanted and expected, but I fear you were just casting pearls before swine. Finally, folks, there will be no Castle Report next week as I will be celebrating my 70th birthday with my wife and daughter. Yes, I know. It's hard to imagine. I know because it's hard for me to imagine, but I will be 70 years old in less than one week at that time. In that time, I've done about 725 of these castle reports, so I'm going to enjoy the week, the celebration of my life and my daughter's life. Then get back to it the following week. So God willing, I will speak to you again on October 19, 2018. Till then, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.